Presented by CDE Light Band. Each week we take your own OSPE, the athletics department, occasionally the OVC. Thanks to our good friends at CDE. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked OSPE podcast. They forgot to write an intro to the script this week. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Let's hop right into it. Georgia. It was brief. You know, it's one of the sports where I think the disparity between the the like superpower conferences and everybody else is starkest. Boy, those girls from Georgia were good. Yes, yes, they were. Um, and I don't say that to denigrate anything that our girls did or any of their talents because they would smoke me. Fabian Smith quite literally played the number four player in the country, who might be Nikola Jokic's son. Son? Daughter, excuse me. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Daughter, sorry to Katarina Jokic. <laughs> That's a whole other, if we're also having to play power five men's team as <laughs> the women's we were sitting there I, champions obviously i saw her name was katarina Jokic, and i was like i've got to check her bio just to see if her dad's name is nicole <laughs> it sure was of course he's like three years older than she is correct but okay. it still was funny okay i just wanted to be sure that nobody was like taking that seriously because casey's an idiot correct more more to say about tennis. I mean, it was a good season. It was uh, a good season, great season. Another I another mean, great season. It's 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 very much different than the twenty two and zero because they went and dropped their first two conference matches. And it, it, they all said like we we didn't think we were going to make it here at this at one point. Had to face a little bit of adversity. Well, before. A little bit of adversity, a little different, you know. Uh, maybe you didn't have you weren't a three seed. Maybe you didn't think you had as much of a chance once you got to the NCAA tournament. Maybe getting to the tournament this year was a little sweeter because of all it took. Perhaps. Either way, hangs another banner in the done. Listen, stacking up banners, stacking up trophies. Stacking banners, stacking trophies, and the next to go for it will be softball. Senior day sweep against Eastern Kentucky and didn't even have to throw the number one to do it. You didn't have to throw the number two. It's pretty good. I believe it's called an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, Shelby Harpy and... Shelby Harp, excuse me. Shelby Harp. I'm so sorry. I do it every time. He has never figured out Shelby Harp's name. There's an E at the end, and it just, it just, it's Shelby Harp. I'm sorry. And Harley Mullins just uh, went out there and, listen, I think we gave up a couple runs in one of the games, but, like, you can give up three runs if you're going to score nine. Shelby got the win in game one. Kelsey Gross hit a homer and earned the two-inning save. And then Harley Mullins went the distance in game two for the win while Drew Dudley cranked a homer in her final appearance at Maynard Stadium. Boy, she crushed it. Me and Robin were in the third third base bullpen, and she hit it. And Robin – I don't remember what Robin said. She was – like, Robin had stayed on Drew, so she didn't see – as soon as she hit it, I was like, that's gone. Just – Old Drew's got the power. She turned a double play the inning before, too, because I got a good photo of it. <laughs> Our baseball team continues to be, uh, 
Well, they continue to be... They dare to be different. <laughs> sure. Uh, split Friday at East Illinois. Lost Saturday. They held off Belmont in the midweek. Um, I mean, yes, I know the Belmont game does not count towards the standings, but you split with conference rivals, technically speaking, and... I don't know, man. They're three and one against Belmont this year. They are three and one against Belmont this year, and it's I don't not know if a, that does anything though. It's not a ter- terrible Belmont, but I think that's also something you can say about literally every team in this league is they're not terrible, with the exception of like the two that are out. Because as we go into the last two weeks, pretty much everybody's still everybody's in play for like one through four. Yeah, everybody's mathematically alive, and depending on how it all shakes out, there's like six teams who could still claim a championship. Boy, howdy. Yeah, I uh, I don't like looking at the the baseball standings because it it makes me makes my head hurt. Doesn't that doesn't take a lot? I'll end you. <laughs> I'll end your life here live on this podcast. You won't do it. You're right. I won't. That mm-hmm. would that would be that'd be good ratings. <laughs> yes, it would. Anything for the brand, for the pod, for the pod. <laughs> Elsewhere, last week is things are. Kind of winding down? I don't know. It'll kick back up again a little bit more this week. Cordell Jackson, D'Angelo Wilson, both earning FCS All-American honors. And anybody surprised? Were you surprised? I wasn't surprised. No. I mean, Cordell didn't have the uh, interception and pass breakup numbers that he did in his previous season. He just but, ranked third in the country in tax loss. Yeah. Most most of the issue there with the, the picks and pass breakups thing is that no one threw at him for any reason, love, money, or otherwise. I don't think you could have paid a team to throw at him. No. I mean, I can count on one hand, maybe, the number of times per week that teams even sort of glanced in his general direction. Even his pick was just a tip ball that he went and got. Yeah, that he was just, he happened to be in the ballpark for, and, you know. If he's in the ballpark, he's going to catch If he's in the ballpark, if if his hands are going to get it, then that's that's a pick coming the other way. And then D'Angelo Wilson, I mean, just... Was it sixth in the country in receiving yards? Yeah, I mean, he had 100 yards in all but one game this spring. Yeah, he's he's all right. He's quite good. As we continue to fill out the men's basketball coaching staff, Jason Harris, the latest to come aboard for the Governors as an assistant coach late of North Carolina Central, uh, starting to starting to get a pretty good feel for that staff. And those guys, they're, they're hitting the pavement. They're getting out there. They're getting after it. He can do the hoops. They can do the hoops. Very excited to have him. Very excited to have the two we announced last week. Hoping to get a little more clarity for you know ops positions and things like that. I know who they are, but I want to be able to announce them so people, other people, can know who they are. Yeah, that would be that would be fun for me personally. Fun and neat. Fun and neat. You know what else is fun and neat? Sure. Sportsmanship. Oh, gotta love that sportsmanship. I just I love sportsmanship so much. <laughs> doesn't work when you do it really sarcastically that way. <laughs> I love sportsmanship. Casey is being a butt about the entire thing. <laughs> women's golf, men's tennis, and women's tennis all earned the Beach volleyball sport. earned it, too. Oh, uh, beach volleyball? Or no, regular volleyball. I don't know if we ever talked about that on here. Did we? Did I don't we think not? we did. Okay, well, we've got four of them so far. we got a couple more still out in the open, but... Uh, Institutional sportsmanship honor could be up next. Watch out for the softball team. They're a very sportsmanlike bunch. They are. They they play with class, dignity, and style. Correct. All three. Class, dignity, style. Maybe. Success. Success. Very much success. <laughs> yeah. A whole, whole bunch of success. Speaking of success. 
Speaking of it, we dropped 83 degrees into the hands of student athletes and staff members last week. That's a bunch of degrees. That's a whole bunch of degrees. Master's programs, bachelor's programs, maybe associate's degrees. Yes, probably. I thought you were about to go with doctorate. Like, no, I don't think. No, not, we didn't not have quite it yet. No, well, no. we had the we had the first one in school history handed but out it wasn't last one week, of but it wasn't one of ours. Yeah, yeah. Maybe soon. Maybe next year. Year after. Who knows? But congratulations to everybody. We will uh, miss m- most of you, uh, but are excited to see what you go on and do in the real world. Yeah, go do that real world. I mean, we're probably not uh, tremendous advocates for the real world since we do this, but tell us what it's like whenever you come back. Send a postcard. Yeah. Make a donation. <laughs> You could send the postcard with your donation. We'd love to get a postcard in the office. I'll, I'll take. I'll tell you what. You can have the postcard, and I will take the money portion. We're going to give it to Austin P. State University, and maybe the Monocle Society, even Govs Give. We might do that. You could be the bridge. You could be the bridge. You could also just line my pockets too. That seems rude. <laughs> that is rude. Yeah. No. Be the bridge. Support Austin P. Uh, we will wrap up our inane babbling right now, and bringing Chloe Dion of the Austin P soccer team right after this. Murder on the beach, so it's not nice. For this life I cannot change. In the hills, deep off in the main. Eminem, sweet like candy cane. Drop the top, pop it, let it bang. For this life I cannot change In the hills, deep off in the main Eminence, sweet like candy cane Drop the top Coming to us live from north of the border where she's in quarantine before being allowed to return out in the world of her native Quebec, Chloe Dion has worked her way into contention for the job between the posts for us to be soccer once the fall season rolls around. And I am thrilled to have her as this week's guest. Chloe, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. So soccer, um, it's been a, an odd couple of years, mostly through playing uh, in the spring this past year. Are you excited to get back to a little bit of normalcy, hopefully come fall? Yeah, I'm definitely excited to come back. Um, I think we have a great group of young ladies that's coming in next semester. So that's going to be a great challenge in the fall to work with. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen next I heard you really, really, really enjoy training. It's not just a chore for you, but you like actually get super into it. Um, yeah, well, I think I think training is my own way to like get away from all the stress and problems from COVID and school because school can really be stressful. So I think that um, it kind of because the feeling of like being at practice and pushing yourself every day through it. And, you know, I think it's an addicting feeling. It's kind of a drug. So I think I'm not addicted to training, but I'm mostly like addicting to the feeling of being able to push myself and forget about all my problems every day for two hours. And soccer is not the only sport that you've loved. You really, really got into boxing for a time. Yeah. Since I was 13, um, I did boxing. Um, <laughs> it was kind of a challenge that me and my dad gave each other. So 
he knew I was really into I already I have a little brother so we've always been like fighting a little um and I don't know for some reason he asked me he was like would you like doing boxing and I was like um yeah definitely so um we got into this boxing club and I was 13 at the moment and at the same time I kind of wanted to like get bigger since I'm, I'm kind of like shorter you know so I thought that like a boxing training could make me a little bit bigger so I went there I just fell in love with the sport I think boxing is a sport that deserves way more respect than what it gets um once you learn the how to like practice the sport and not just like watch it as a two people fighting and hitting each other it's a great culture behind it I really enjoyed it how long did you do that for um so I boxed from I think 13 years old through about 16 um and I still go to work out when I come back home um I still have all of my like bags downstairs and I still do the the shadow and the rope and stuff so every time I come back home I definitely go to my club and train for a little bit I don't I don't do uh fights anymore like I don't fight against people anymore but I do all of the gloves thing and the jumping thing and the punching bag thing I I just love it and being from Quebec you have a much different cultural surroundings than our typical Canadian student athletes because you are extremely fluent in French are you not yeah it's my first language French is my first language the culture of Quebec and the French influences how have you have you assimilated those into your life um I think well this my mom's side of the family my grandpa was from Poland so um when he came here when he was younger the only language he would talk was English and it's the only language that he grew up with because you know we still have English people in Quebec um so my mom's side has always been English and my dad's side was like 100% French like they couldn't talk one word in English um so I kind of got the best of both world having parents that spoke the different language but the whole culture French is mostly what I grew up with um I think it's an amazing culture um there's definitely resemblance with friends um not the same though it's not the same at all but you can still see resemblance and the food here is just amazing and you know it's just it's great I love it you worked or worked out rather with the National Training Center uh, coming up during your youth in Canada. What was it like to be at that high of a level as you were developing as a soccer player? Um, I think that it made me a lot more stronger mentally, uh, knowing that every day a training could change your life. Um, you would step a foot on the on the field and some Canada's recruit like for the national team would be there would give you the practice like it was absolutely insane you would get there work your butt off from I think it was two to four four thirty sometimes 
and you'd go um, to study hall upstairs. Sometimes you'd have um, technique to watch or tactic to watch. Um, you'd watch games and films. Um, I think it was a great adventure. It was rough at some past, definitely being able to like work out every day of the week with the national training center and national coaches. And, you know, I was even able to like work with Gabby Carl, um, which is a player for uh, Florida state university. She even went to the Olympics, won a bronze medal, you know, that's stuff that you don't forget. It's kind of a crazy life-changing experience, I would say. And those people, I mean, they live, they leave an impression on you, you know, far beyond everything that you do on the pitch too as well, right? Yeah, they make you better every day. The whole point of the National Training Center was we all had the same goal, which was being part of the national team one day or being able to go to the U.S. and then get recruited for the national team. And I think we were all pushing each other every day. And if someone wasn't pushing hard enough, well, it was too bad for them because we wouldn't stop pushing and grinding. Your club team was national champs three years in a row? Yes, sir. Um, it was pretty great. You, I think you can see the frame behind me, actually. <laughs> the Reaching that level and winning and getting that experience of being a champion, how much does that affect your mindset when you, you go to college and you start to compete at that level? Um, with my team... I remember Lakeshore Soccer Club. Um, we were addicted to winning. If we tie a game, we'd start crying. It was a hard mindset that we had that we are not allowed to tie or lose. We were only allowed to win. And I remember in national championship, people were scared of us. And we used to do that thing of like before a game, just doing a team walk and it'd be in pure silence in front of everyone. And it just, we had a whole mentality and the whole culture of the team was just great. So when I, when I came to the U S I kind of still had that mentality of like, Oh, we're the best. We, we need to win everything. We need like, come on now. Like we're not allowed to lose. Um, well, we, it's a harder level. Definitely. Like it's people are, way better way stronger you know so you got to get used to losing a little bit more <laughs> but it, that's a I tough adjustment though right it is it is like the first two or three games that we lost I was like dang like what's going on like come on why are we not like more mad than this like this is not normal um but I think I got used to it and I think there's more than just winning um, in the process of NCAA college sport, college soccer. I think it's a whole experience. The practices are great. You get to work with people that are passionate about the same sport as you that goes to school to get a degree at the same time. I just think that the whole experience is way more than just winning a game, you know? Let's switch gears now and talk about that famous Canadian delicacy, poutine. <laughs> what is the secret to good poutine? 
Okay. <laughs> I'm really picky about my poutine. So fries, they don't really matter. I don't care about the fries. Um, but the cheese, the cheese curds, you know, they can't be too melted and they can't be too cold still because that's not fun. So you gotta have a really good amount of cheese, I think, like almost more than fries. And then the gravy on top, um, you can't have too much gravy because the fries are gonna be soggy and that's just gross. You don't want that. I think you have you need to have enough gravy to melt the cheese a little bit, but not too much. You know, it's like it's the good balance. You gotta find that good balance, and it's just oh, I had one like yesterday. <laughs> have you had any of our Americanized attempts at poutine? Because I see it on menus, I see it at restaurants sometimes. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is fine, but I'll bet it's not the real thing. Yeah, I mean, I respect it. But it's, it's not it's not a Canadian one. <laughs> Definitely not. Tell me about your parents. Tell me about their influence on your life. Um, my parents are two great folks. I love them with all my heart. Um, my mom, she's, um, she used to wake me up at five in the morning. We used to drive to school for an hour and a half every day for all of my high school yeah it, we were in traffic from 6 to seven thirty, um and then at night when i'd be done with the national training center we'd do the same thing for an hour sometimes two sometimes i have to stay at a hotel because traffic was too bad i think she sacrificed her life for me to be able to get where i am here today and i think she's just amazing for that and my dad, well, my dad has been my coach since I was uh, since I was able to walk. Basically, he's always been my coach, and he he's the one that didn't want me to be a goalkeeper. I remember that practice when they were about to choose a goalkeeper. He pulled me aside. He was like, "Chloe, do not raise your hand. <laughs> Please do not raise your hand." Um, and I raised my hand. Um, <laughs> Why he got mad at me. Yeah, I wanted to be a goalkeeper. I didn't care about my dad's opinion at the time. Why um, didn't he want you to be one? He was stressed I would get hurt. Um, you know, getting a ball kicked in the face or something. I mean, I, I guess that's like parents' protection, the, their protection side of them. Um, but then as soon as I became a goalkeeper, we didn't have a goalkeeper coach. So my dad was like, all right, I'll take my classes. I'll do my license and I'll be a goalkeeper coach. And since then... He's been my goalkeeper coach. We went to the nationals together. We won three national championships. I mean, he is great. He, if you tell him that you have a dream, he'll do everything to make it happen. Do you think it's tough for him now with you in college and you being coached by other people that you come down here and he's not coaching you anymore? You know, not, not during the college season. <laughs> I mean, I think he... He kind of got used to it before I left because I joined a semi-pro team here, which was coached by a different coach. So he kind of got used to it, but I think it, um, it gives him less stress. So, you know, me being far away, he already has trouble watching the games because he will. I will play the game 
and he won't watch it. He'll watch the replay of it because he can't handle the stress. So he needs me to call him and be like, hey, I'm fine. Like, I didn't get hurt. We're good. You can watch the game. And, he'll, and then he'll be like, okay, okay. And then he'll watch the game. And then he always comes back with a whole sheet of what I could have done better. And I know, you know, I appreciate it. I think he, it's definitely harder for him not be on the side or not even being there. But it's a whole different experience that I think we both enjoy. I understand your brother is also a versioning soccer prospect as well, but you're still the better of the two of you, right? <laughs> um, yeah, my brother is uh, trying to go to the, to the States too. He's trying to get a scholarship. Um, I even talked about uh, my brother to coach Naomi and Hayden and Tracy and they They've helped him a little bit with tips and tricks about his video and stuff. I wouldn't say I'm the better one because um, being a girl that plays soccer in Quebec, it's a whole different story than being a boy playing soccer in Quebec, you know. Um, boys have academies such as like the Montreal Impact that they can do. They have the Montreal Rangers. They, they still have the National Training Center but most of them go more to academies, I'd say. It's a different um, way or approach, I'd say, that they take with men that they would take with female because women, we don't really have professional teams, you know. So I so think- So theirs is more of a trying to get noticed by one of the pro teams. High recruiters. Versus trying- yeah, okay. but- I think he's a great kid. Um, he's very passionate and, you know, he still has the same problem as me, his size. He's a little bit small, but he's such a great hard worker. And I know he's going to do great things. The kid's amazing. And I heard something since you alluded to your size that makes me, well, just confusing me. Good enough for the national team, but too small. Yeah. Is that what was said about you, for real? Yeah. It's definitely something that's very frustrating. Um, so the national team basically has a chart. And if you're smaller than, I think it was 5'7", something like that, they don't even look at you. You might be better than the rest of the goalkeepers. They'll come and tell you. I had a meeting with one of them, and they were like, listen – you're amazing. We want you. You're great. All your talents there, but you're too short. So just pray that next year you'll grow from two inch and then you'll be there. And I think it's, I wouldn't say a stigma, but a problem or a mentality that needs to change because the amount of small and short goalkeepers that give their heart out on the field and works their butt off every day to even get a chance to do one national camp, um, it's crazy. I think it should change. Yeah. They should give them a chance. Yeah, I'd rather have one five six person out there killing themselves trying to get it done than a bunch of six-foot-tall people who don't care. Yeah, it's definitely a mentality that needs to change. I, It frustrates me. I mean, I lived with it all my life. My brother's living with it. My dad was a 
hockey player play he played high level hockey um that's the reason why he got cut at the end of the day his size so you know it's something that's been going through family and i think it made us stronger and i think the perseverance that i have kind of grew up from being a short goalkeeper here at Austin P you're majoring in biochemistry right yes sir what do you plan to do with the biochemistry major? <laughs> also, how do you do that major and also compete as a Division One athlete? It's um, it's a great challenge. I think I came to the conclusion that, well, me and my mom did, that I might be an overachiever and that <laughs> I give myself challenge that are crazy to achieve. But at the end of the day, I'll work my butt off to like make it happen. Um, since I'm young, I would, I remember I was seven, my parents bought me a microscope and I was like seven. I used to like go to the vet and then the vet would do all of those like samples and like things to my dog. And I would just go crazy on it. And I, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I think science and chemistry and health has always been a big passion of mine. So I think with biochem, um, I'm really trying, I'm looking forward to go to pharmacy school or become a dermatologist. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know if I'll have the grade for that or else, um, I might just, um, graduate in biochem and do my doctorate in biochemistry and become a doctor in biochemistry. I think that would be great too. I mean, it's pretty good when all of your career paths pretty much lead to you being called doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so why Austin P? What was it about this place? Um, I I had visited a couple of school. Um, you know, uh, my first camp was in Columbia, and then I did a couple of camps at Boston University. I remember Boston University was my dream school. I really wanted to go there, but you know, it's expensive, and if you don't get a full scholarship there, then you're you're screwed I mean it was really expensive and I was part of this not agency but it's um a dude that would help us like get in contacts with coaches and I got contact with coach Naomi through him and she was interested she hasn't she didn't see me in real life play games or anything but she saw my videos and we got in contact, reached out to each other uh, through a couple of chats. We called each other and she's like, why would you, why wouldn't you visit? Like, why wouldn't you come here? So I visit. Um, and uh, first off, Tennessee, I thought it'd be warm all the time. <laughs> so I was Ooh. like, oh, get a break. When did you come? I came in the summer. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so we, we lulled you into this false sense of security. Like, oh, it's it's really warm here all the time. Oh, it was so warm. I was like, wow, I could get used to this. I love that. And then last winter, it started snowing. I was like, we are not in Canada. Like, what is going on? But yeah, I came here. And then it was during it was during their preseason. So I saw them dying in their fitness test. But I don't know. I still liked it. I liked the campus. I like uh, the downtown. I remember I was um, living at Bryce Beeman and katie cost so that was a really oh, okay. intense experience 
Yeah. Um, by like the coaching staff, I just loved everything about it. The girls were very welcoming and knowing that there was a Canadian Claire that was still going to be there when I got there was kind of a sense of security for me, I think. Um, and I don't regret my decision. I really enjoy every second of it. So I'm happy I choose Austin P. Chloe, what's your favorite word? <laughs> um, me and my roommate have this word, uh, bean. <laughs> I think it'd be bean for some reason. Bean, bean like the vegetable. Just the bean. We call people that we like, we call them bean. So <laughs> I don't know. We're, me and Giselle are really weird, but we're like, oh, such a bean. And then we're like, oh, yeah, such a bean. <laughs> such I don't, a I'd say bean. bean. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Oh, gosh. Um, I'd say. Oh, I know what I'd say. I don't even know how to pronounce it. That's why I hate it. It's utensils, utensils. Utensils, like eating yeah. utensils? Utensils. I hate that word. It's so complicated to say. I hate it. <laughs> who or what inspires you? Uh, who or what inspires me? Mm, I think my brother is a great source of inspiration for me. What is the last book you read for fun? Ooh. you're in quarantine right now you could knock out some books if you had to i know i think the last book that i read not from school right Just right myself oh. <laughs> i'd say harry potter one of the <laughs> harry potters <laughs> what is your worst habit i think uh popping my knuckles Really? Just yeah. What app on your phone gets the most use? <laughs> I think TikTok. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Oh, it was this year. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for Gisela to get back in her car. I was in passenger seat and. I don't know. I didn't lock the doors because we were in our parking lot at home. And this random homeless dude walked in the car, sat down next to me in the driver's seat. And I don't know why I didn't run away. I just sat down there and looked at him and I was like, what do you want? And he goes, um, I'm looking for money. I was like, do I look like a bank? <laughs> Leave. <laughs> And I remember at first, I think I was on the adrenaline. I didn't do anything about it. But I remember at some point I got out of the car and there was another car blocking Gisela's car. And there was men's in it. And I was like, oh, crap, like I'm in trouble. So I just walked, like got back in the car with the dude, locked the doors. And I was like, hey, I was a boxer. You need to leave because I can throw punches at you if I want. And I remember him just leaving and they all left suddenly. And as soon as they left, everyone started coming out of their house. Gisela got out and then Carly and Celeste were coming out. And I was like, oh my God, I almost got attacked and y'all were all there. You could have saved me, but you were all in the house. So I think that was 
one of the most terrifying experience in my life. <laughs> so they're just sitting in the house, like watching out the window. Oh, they weren't mm. watching. I think they were. We were getting ready to, uh, I think, go to groceries or something, and they were just grabbing their wallet or something. And I was, I'm always the first ready, so I was just waiting in the car. And I didn't lock the doors because I don't Cause know. Because you not... didn't think that was going to happen? No. And we were in our, like, in our parking lot. Giselle is still mad about me, about that because I didn't lock the doors. But She's mad at you? She's mad at me because I didn't lock the door. <laughs> she's like, you could have, like, you could have, this could have not happened if you locked the door. And I'm like, you're right. But I didn't think about that. And when it all happened, people, I just, I was shocked. Of all the people in this scenario to be mad at, you seem like you'd be pretty far down the list of me. <laughs> what is your idea of happiness? Of happiness? Um, yeah. I think being successful and healthy, being happy with what you're doing. Because if you're not happy with what you're doing at the end of the day, you'll be sad and you don't want to live a sad life. What is your idea of misery? Mm, doing something you're not happy with, not changing your life habits that makes you sad or miserable. What makes you self-conscious? Mm, I'd say my nose because I broke it too many times. How many times you broken your nose? Like three times. Boxing related? And soccer. I almost broke it this semester <laughs> with Ashley Whitaker. We went in 1v1s and she, well, she didn't mean to, but I like got the ball in her legs and her knee like hit my nose pretty bad. We were good. It was all good, but it still hurt it. <laughs> Have you ever considered one of those masks that like protects the nose? Yeah, the like raccoon mask. Yeah. I should probably start wearing one of those. <laughs> What is the most embarrassing song you love? Um, I don't know, maybe some like Justin Bieber or something. <laughs> kind of thought as Canadian, that might be your answer. Yeah. <laughs> How would you prefer to die? In my sleep, it needs to be quick. Like, I need to not feel anything, you know? So, but like, if it's in my sleep and it's quick, I'll be good to go. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? Mm. Like, it could be whatever? Yeah. I was going to say a tree, but that's just because there's a tree <laughs> staring at me out the window. <laughs> so, I think I'd come back as, like, a pretty cool animal, I'd say. Maybe I was gonna say a polar bear, but no, they're like freezing all the time. That's very cool. I'd say a flaming a flamingo. Those are cool. Yeah. Yeah, a flamingo. There you go. What might prompt you to lie? Ooh. I don't lie a lot. I don't I don't lie. It's not it's not a me thing. But I'd say if I had to lie, it'd be if, like, my family was in danger, if I had to, like, lie in order someone to, like, survive 
or if it was um, preparing a surprise to my friend and she's like, what are you doing? I'd be like, oh, nothing. You know, I'd, I'd be like, you know, for a surprise. What makes you hopeful? Mm, I think future generation. Future like generation. the generation after you? Yeah, the younger generation, I think. Um, and our generation, honestly, I think we have great motives. And I think um, the way of thinking might change a little bit. What is our purpose in life? I'd say making a positive impact, being able to live a great life, but influence people in a positive way. Regardless of who it is, what is one question you'd ask our next guest? Oh, God. Um, if you have to eat one thing, only one for the rest of your life, what would it be? Interesting. What would, it, what would yours be? Poutine. Obviously. A good poutine. Just poutine all, all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, Shelby Harp asked, what's one thing you can do no matter the situation or where you're at in life that will make you happy? Uh, playing soccer. Honestly, juggling with the ball, getting some shots in. Well, if I'm a granny one day, I, I don't think I'll be able to do that. But if I'm able to watch kids play, just everything related to soccer, honestly. So you're back home for the summer. After post-quarantine, what are your plans? Uh, working out a lot. I don't want to die during the fitness test, so I'm going to be working out a lot. Um, my mom wants to repaint the whole house, so I guess I'm going to have to help her with that. <laughs> but That'll be quite a workout. I, I'm not going to do much because here in Quebec everything's mostly closed still because of COVID so Pretty what are your much. hopes for the last couple of years of your Austin P career um, get my degree definitely um for now I'm just trying to pass um because it's pretty hard major but if I'm able to get good grades that would be amazing and get some game time you know you know just enjoy every second that I can when I'm on the pitch. It's just passion. And, you know, I love every second of it. So, yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. Looking forward to having you back come the fall and having a normal fall schedule would be pretty awesome. Can't wait to see you guys on the pitch again. Thank you. Chloe Dion, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Have a great time. Thank you. I had a great This life I cannot change Hit it hills, deep off in the main Eminem, sweet like candy cane Drop the top, pop it, let it bang Pop it, pop it, for this life I cannot change Hit it hills, deep off in the main Eminem, sweet like candy cane Drop the top Huge thanks to Chloe Dion for coming on and giving us a few minutes out of her time this week. Uh, I know she'd probably be 
rather be doing other things. But as long as you got to be quarantined, I guess being quarantined and talking to us is not the worst. I don't know. It actually probably is. Anyway, softball, OBC Championships in Oxford, Alabama, getting set to begin Thursday evening? Thursday. Thursday. I believe. EKU up first in the 2-3 matchup. It's not like we just played them or anything. It's not like we just whooped them or anything. They didn't even see Jordan Benefil. Would that be? OVC. I don't think it's out yet. It will be by the time this goes out. Oh, it will be. Oh, oh. cool. <laughs> All right. OVC. Yeah. Freshman of the year, Jordan Fresh, Benefil. Freshman of the year, Jordan Benefil. Hey. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah, You'll take good. that. That's You'll take good. that. That's pretty good. Hey, don't forget about first team all OVC. Lexi Osowski. I would never forget about that because it's as sure as the sun's going to rise every day that Lexi Osowski's going to hit 400. Yeah, she's going to hit 400 with some power and be all OVC. I you mean, know who I, else you can't forget about? Second team all OVC, Kelsey Gross. Uh, girl, Kelsey Gross. Great friend of the podcast, Kelsey Gross. Talk about hitting with some power. Talk about hitting with some power. Talking about being the lights out closer. Talking about doing whatever you got to do to be the best. I mean, just imagine if, like, the 2000 Yankees had, like, Giambi and Mariano Rivera, but it was one person. That's what the Govs have. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Pretty much. That that would actually be... I'm, I'm trying to... Can you imagine Mo playing first base for well, the first... I'm, se- I'm trying to envision, like, Rivera, you know... Flipping the ra- first baseman ra- to the dugout? Rail-thin Panamanian guy. <laughs> Playing first and cranking four hundred and fifty foot taters, but but the but it's even more it's even more improbable to envision Jason Giambi wandering out to the mound and throwing ninety eight mile an hour cutters games after hitting two homers. Yeah, no, it's just it's it doesn't compute. It does not compute. Kelsey Gross contains multitudes, unlike pretty much every other athlete. Yeah, hope they. Who else is there? Jam Simo and. Simo Jacksonville State, maybe. I feel like it's Jacksonville State, but I don't. I don't know. All, all I know is what's in front of us, and what's in front of us right hey, now. The Colonels. The Colonels are on deck. Take care of the Colonels, and then you start taking care of the others. In those double elimination baseball and softball tournaments, the first game is so important. Yeah. Well, I don't. In baseball, yeah, it's huge because you, I guess with pitching and softball, get, it doesn't matter. You as get much. to save pitching. Well. Not even pitching in softball. When you have four really good pitchers like Austin yeah. B has, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I guess it's not as big a deal in softball because the pitching doesn't go away like it does in baseball. But still, I think I'd like to win the first one. I, I'd like to never lose again in that sport, especially because that sport's been an awful lot of time Neither losing. Could could win their first ever OVC championship. That'd be pretty awesome. They said it on Cedar Day the other day. This senior class has the most wins ever. By, it's like 111, maybe. Oh yeah, no, I no, no other senior class is quite close. Oh no, no. If if any other individual broke a hundred, I would be, yeah, quite stunned. Yeah, no, send them out with a ring. Yeah, this is this this group has been amazing, and we're very lucky to have had them pass through Austin P and reshape the fortunes of that program. Yeah, you know, another program got some fortunes reshaped. Track and field. Oh. OVC Championships in Charleston, Illinois, this weekend, because reasons, I guess. I hate. Where are you staying? I have no earthly idea. I may just sleep in my car. Just stay stay in Mattoon. That's where the women's basketball team stays. Amy puts us up in a good holiday inn. We, for men's basketball, we always stayed at the Unique Suites. It seems Uh, terrible. It's us and truckers. It was fine. Go to Mattoon, drive 10 minutes, go to the Holiday Inn. 
I, the, the the accommodations are not what I'm concerned with. I'm more curious about, you know, I've never seen EIU's track and field outdoor facility. I've seen the indoor one because it's right next to the women's basketball locker room. Yeah. And, like, me and Dave Midlick walked up there and looked at it before K. <laughs> and then what happened? We walked back and played a basketball game and beat the Panthers. And then, like, three hours after that, Terry Taylor hit a game winner. He did. He did do that. I just like to bring that up whenever we can. It's Terry Taylor game winners. When you, It's true that if you mention a Terry Taylor game winner three times, somewhere Terry Taylor hits a game winner. Terry Taylor game winner, Terry Taylor game winner, Terry Taylor game winner. You're, you're welcome, Terry. I mean, it's just it just happens. Somebody somebody just switched home a game winner. Terry Taylor just switched home a game winner for somebody. It On like happened. 2K or something? Somewhere, somehow. Like he just beat, we, he we just spoke, beat, he just beat Vinny in 2K. We, we spoke that into existence. It doesn't matter how and it doesn't matter what. Sorry, Vinny. I think we've uh, digressed from the point significantly, which is the governor's in Charleston, OVC Track and Field Championships. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. I know two things pretty... Who's the favorite? I don't know. Okay. I know two things to be pretty pretty locked in. Carlin Shooting's going to win the pole vault unless her pole breaks like clean in two. What happens if your pole breaks? I don't have the foggiest notion. I hope I didn't speak that into existence. Should we call Savannah and ask her? I don't. Uh, well, uh, let's cross that bridge when we get to okay. it. Second thing, as long as she's healthy, Kenesha Phillips is winning two golds and possibly three. Write it down, folks. I mean, you, you can put that stuff in lock. That's All just right. That's just happening. All right. And we've got so many people that are on a knife edge that close to some special stuff. Michaela Smith has just been crushing in the 800 lately. We've had, Denia Hill-Tate has been oh so close to the school record a few times in the high jump. I mean. Big couple weeks of track. It's, it, it has been. And I don't, I don't know from a health standpoint where everybody's at. I don't know. You know, they, having the last week off to rest and recuperate should get them. Well, they have, they have, OVC, week off, regionals, right? Or is it regionals the next week? No, it's, that's right. You got the time. You got the week track. off. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, Kanisha and Carline should definitely be. You want to go to Eugene? I don't know. Because they're sophomores. What I've noticed is that junior year is kind of your peak year for right. Eugene. If they make it, you want to go to Eugene? Oh heck yeah, I do. Because I think I want to go. I'm, I'm, I've got other reasons to go. Hopefully, I mean, I want to go to Eugene just because it's. I want to go see the new track stadium. Yeah, it's that's sort of a bucket list item for all me. All right, cool. We're going to Eugene. Okay, well, all right. Uh, Carline and Kanisha, uh, we re- we require you to make. Uh, we would like a trip to Eugene, please. Yes, we require you to make it to Eugene, uh, so I can take the photos and Colby can write about you. Yes, or or the other way. No, probably that way. That way seems best. Police guys? Pretty police. Um, baseball. Hosting Jacksonville State. Yeah. It's a big series. Always is. I mean, it's a huge series. It's, you could say it. You could. All right. The, they're, the, they're the team that's ruined our season multiple times in the past couple of years. It's just, it's a fact. It's a it, fact. It it's is. A fact. And if I you can't, can't get around it. If it is. And if you can't get up for that, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that's, that's. I mean, this is, this is the, uh, I mean, the 2000s, the Colts having to play the Patriots and finally get past them you've got to if you want to get to your goals you got to beat the team that's in the way and it's to, to be the man you got to beat the man yeah i mean you can't argue that they haven't been the man for the past couple of years 
No. It's, uh, and I, it's so close that losing the series is not a disaster. If that were to come, you need to, to win pass, a game. You need to win a game. You got to take. You got to take a game. Got to take a game. There's no choice on that front. Guys are starting. I mean, you've got the the top of the lineup. I feel really good about. Yes. That that one through four five area. I, mean, I feel really good every time Garrett Spain comes up to hit. I feel pretty good every time Gino Avers is leading us off. I yeah. After that, I'm a little. It's just. Uh, I just. I need. I need a little consistency in that six through nine. Their flashes, their gosh, guys have guys have looked good in spots, but it's time to it's time to get that consistency in there. I like when Harley Harley Gollard's on the mound too. I do like that. Feel feel quite good about that. I don't mind when Luke Brown's on the mound. I also don't feel bad about Luke Brown on the mound. Luke Brown on the mound. <laughs> You're really proud of that, aren't you? Uh, All right, here it is. Here's your man for a minute. I don't know if I have anything to say this week. Uh. They reduced Amir Garrett's suspension to five. Still five too many because Javier Baez got zero. Um, I I don't care how long you suspend Amir Garrett, but Javier Baez's sentence should have been equal. This is feeling less like a man for minute and more like an airing of grievances of things that have happened to the Reds. No, this I mean Javier Baez started the entire fight. All Amir Garrett did was strike out Anthony Rizzo, and then Javier Baez jumped over the dugout. Fence. He wasn't in the game and ran onto the field. How is he not suspended at all? Do you also want to complain because uh, eight of the nine people in the lineup last night did not show up to hit? Eight. Yeah, Winker showed up. It's Nick Senzel had three hits. Hmm. Senzel and Winker were both three for four. Uh, well, Winker's the only one that made the box score of driving and runs or doing anything. Oh, because he hit one in the river. Yeah. He he looked at the Pirates and said, go get that one out of the water, boys. Allegheny. How about uh, while we're here, shout out to my guy Wade Miley. Yes, Hulk tattoo and everything. Dyson, I thought that, I thought that was very funny. Dicing up the Indians, throwing no hitters. You'll truly love to see it. Yesterday, the Oakland A's Major League Baseball did that thing where they did not get their uh, palatial stadium approved by the city council in the timely fashion that they wished, and so they started threatening to move. I don't like it. I don't like that that is everyone's default setting is not, well, let's negotiate with the city. It's let's take a hammer to everything to get our way. I saw an interesting an interesting option of where you could put the A's on, a tw- on social media yesterday. Omaha. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Uh, mm. They would have baseball fans in Omaha. It would I work. I feel like they would, yeah. You couldn't play at TD Ameritrade. You'd have to build a new park. But think about that, too. TD Ameritrade would benefit from having a second park almost because you, if it's close enough, you could have extra practice spots for the World Series. You would have an extra place for a team to get loose ready. You could play games closer to each other. Just thinking here. I mean, I guess they already have the Storm Chaser Stadium. I don't know if you'd be able to have a minor league team there. Probably not. I just think Omaha's just – I think it would work. I, It's the – it's one that – I've heard now, and I don't. The Omaha A's sounds good. Do they keep being the A's? They were the A's in Philadelphia. They're they're, they've been the A's everywhere. They'll be the A's. At some point, I think that's... I think the A's travel. Unfortunately, yes, they do, from Philly to Kansas City to Oakland and now to parts unknown, but potentially. If they end up anywhere, it'll, they end up anywhere it'll be Las Vegas. Unfortunately, 
I mean, not unfortunately. I won't. I won't hate that necessarily because it's mostly not my problem. Just don't want him in Nashville. What about Gatlinburg? Gatlinburg would be sweet. That'd be. I mean, can you imagine just dropping that stadium right in the middle of the, one of those mountains? Oh boy. You can have a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum in left field. That would be so funny. <laughs> you can have the uh, candy store out and right. T-shirts behind home plate. That, the, the that, that awesome pancake place would have a little... Flapjacks. Flapjacks would Flapjacks have Flapjacks is like the Braves, like the right field bar. That's yeah. just Flapjacks. Yes. Just crank it. Listen, you ever go to Flapjacks, you got to get the skillet. You get... Ooh. You ever mm. had the skillet at Flapjacks? Mm-hmm. You've been to Flapjacks? Yeah. The Walker's Cabin skillet's yeah. what it's called. Big old skillet with the sausage, the egg, the bacon, and then you get a biscuit on the side. And it's got cheese and it's got gravy. And you tear the biscuit up and mix it in. Oh, I got good go, stuff. I got to go to Flapjacks. I'm, I'm hungry now. I want to go to get a Walker's Cabin skillet. Summer plans for the podcast as we've uh, begun to not have nearly as much to talk about, and you're you're welcome for that. Uh, we'll be moving to a bi-weekly format through the summer until we get you know students back. Well, not even students back because of the power and magic of Zoom, but definitely for a minute. For a minute, yeah. There's just not going to be that much to talk about from a games and news standpoint. So we will be us rambling about random things. Yeah, more and, so than normal. And that and that really didn't seem to play all that well last summer. So we're going <laughs> we're going to cut this down every other week for a little bit. <laughs> you want to hit us with the disdom? You want to try? We'll give it a shot. Give it the old college try. Give it the old college try. He might be avoiding us now. I don't know. Hit us with the disdom. Give us the disdom. Listen, uh, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days, and I hope it makes it on the air, but if you don't scramble your eggs and bacon grease, you're a coward, and if a dog hands you a ball, you throw it. That's what I've got for you today. And that's been your disdom. Appreciate Perfect. it. Thank you. It's great advice, really. Honestly, it's the best. Eggs and bacon grease, yes. If dog hands you a ball, throw that thing. I mean, that's just, that's a two for one. And you don't get that. You don't get that every day. That's just, that's high quality disdom. And you folks are lucky to get it. Haley Meyer for your community service opportunities is something I probably should have crossed off of this list since that's really not going to be a thing for the next little bit. But fear not. More services to the community will be able to be rendered come this fall. You know you can do in the meantime. Uh, enjoy your summer. You can. And while you're doing that, you should follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Pete or follow along on our official Facebook account called Austin P. Governors. Shout out to our friend uh, Robin for all the videos for all of those. And uh, Eric's doing things too. Our, uh, our liaison, Eric. Oh, he's a liaison now? He's a liaison now. I think that's too much credit. Might be. Let's go P.com for dates and news stories. Case Cody Bush, myself, doing things over there more or less all the time. Got some fairly interesting stories out in the last few weeks that you should check out immediately. You know what else you should check out immediately? If you want to come watch the Gods play Jacksonville State this week and you're going to need a ticket, so you should call our ticket guru, Old Two Ring John. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. And folks... Everybody, it's just about football season ticket time. Football season ticket season, you might say. And old two-ring John's got what you need. Listen, you get on the phone, you call the Austin P. Ticket Office. 931-221-PEAY. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website, letscopy.com slash podcast. Give us a rating view on the podcast, five stars, five stars. If you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. 
offer suggestions for how we should spend time this summer doing and seeing the rest of the world. Tweet us. I'm at CWills225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Shout out to JLo's dad. Shout out to Steve Willard. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to the homies at Drake's over on Wilma. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Oh my God, you should be so scared. You know, pushing fear just like the media. Just on a different side. And I already told him. <laughs> I'm about to get too jacked for the gulag. It's all right. I'm way too jacked for the gulag. I ain't getting caught like it was a game of school tag. LC, you want to put me onto the food stamps, but I don't want government to make a move. Yeah, I can't decide if I want to blind or reboot that pandemic flow like it's coming out of Wuhan. I just praise Christ. Stay away, you humans. But if you want beef, I'm serving up the hoon then. Hey, I'm way too fast for the gulag. I don't trust y'all like I don't trust the moon, man. Is he talking MTV or La Luna? The more they show, it's looking like a true man. Get what I'm saying? Everything is zoomed in. Left, right, trapped. They set it up like a crew, man. I be too good at...